Unless you have the amazingly good fortune to be living on a tropical island detached from the realities of the current world, in which case I absolutely envy you, you have probably heard of ChatGPT. And if you've been paying attention to the news lately, you've also heard of GPTs. What are GPTs? What do they mean for the world of work and HR and people operations leaders specifically? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. And in this special episode of Redefining Work, The Rift, Q Hamarani and I are going to break that down. And we'll be right back with that conversation after a brief word from our sponsor. All right, let's say you're a company looking for a strategic partnership to help you transform your people operations. You know you've got dozens of options out there. But here's why Amplify is the best one. Amplify consults and advises on what it takes to build modern people teams. From the kickoff to weekly update meetings to interview coordination and every step in between. This helps them clearly understand your work style, culture, and needs so they can be a deeply informed advisor throughout the engagement. And they understand the complexity and profile of a modern people executive because they're embedded in that world. Founder Lars Schmidt has spent over 20 years working alongside chief human resources officers, building next generation HR programs, and working with companies like Forbes and Fast Company. These days, with everything moving at lightning speed, nothing is more important than clarity and simplicity. Cut through all the noise with Amplify. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Redefining Work presents The Riff. This is actually like the, the Riffito. It's it's The Riff minus uh, our third uh, Amiga, AJ Thomas, who is... Uh, somewhere in France, right? Yeah, I mean, she's, she's doing much cooler things than we are right now. She gets to be hanging out uh, in Bordeaux, and uh, we're nerding out on GPTs. But I'm here <laughs> with my man, Q Hamarani. Q, how are you, buddy? Good, man. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Um, what brings us here? What are, we, what are we riffing on today? Uh, I think the one thing that's top of mind is just lack of sleep. But maybe you can ask, you know, maybe we can talk about why lack of sleep, because it's not the usual. I think uh, last Friday, for me at least, Friday night took a whole different spin. Well, once you have a kid, it's, it's a whole different spin to begin with. Um, but once my son went to sleep, I think around 8.30, I was like, let me check out this new like GPT builder thing because I haven't, I heard about it in the week, but I didn't really get to um, see what it was about or really understand or digest it. And the rest of the weekend was just like obsessed, um, spending way too much time. My wife was not happy this weekend because um, every time my son was um, asleep or she had him, I was just like back to my computer. Not only that, I was doing it on my phone to the point where my brand new iPhone was freezing and I had to restart it. <laughs> I, I feel like they so should, anyways, you know, Tim Cook it's should be sleep. giving us a warning on that, right? You know, if you go down a, a GPT rabbit hole, you may freeze up your new iPhone. You may freeze up your new iPhone or yeah, or you will not sleep and you will actually enjoy it. I mean, all said and done, I, I think it's been like over 20 years or like the last time I can remember I had a feeling like this was probably when I like turned on the, you know, massive computer when I was in eighth grade and had those big floppy disks and was like amazed with what it could do. So it was definitely like a definitely, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but you know, a childhood memory, but also um, feeling like I have a new buddy. <laughs> so definitely the rabbit hole was like me realizing like, 
late into Friday night or through Saturday morning that I found a new friend, but I'm going to drive myself crazy with just this one friend who I can keep changing to do what I want. <laughs> okay, wait, hold, hold. I feel like we have to pump the brakes for a moment and, and hit the rewind button because we like jumped right in and started nerding out. That's immediately. true. That's how I am. You know, you know how yeah, I am. I, I think for our audience who maybe is like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> maybe, maybe we have to hit the, the rewind button. We have to kind of go back in time and say... What, what was the big, okay, I'll, I'll actually tee up the news and then yep. I'm going to turn it over to you to lay some context on it. So, um, you know, unless you've been uh, in an isolation chamber for the past year, you've heard of a company called OpenAI and their platform, ChatGPT. Um, hopefully you've had a chance to play around with ChatGTP a little bit over the last, you know, year since it was released in November of 2022. ChatGPT obviously is not groundbreaking or revolutionary, nor are generative AI chatbots. Uh, they've been around and ChatGPT isn't the only one. What was revolutionary that was announced last week is OpenAI announced the release of GPTs, which enable ChatGPT Plus customers to basically create and code their own GPTs. When I say code, you're, this can be conversational text to build this. You're not actually writing Python or any code, um, but you can program GPTs to do whatever you want. And so that's the foundation. Q, take it from here. Like, what is a GPT, and why should people care? Yeah. So I think the the G, the, the 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 new thing, as you mentioned, was the fact that you can customize it to what you want it to do. And what does that really mean? What you want it to do? So there's a couple of dimensions to that. One is what you hit on, which is it's a conversational tool. Like you're building a, a technology that can interact and provide you with information, but you're doing it by just talking to it via text. Like that is just mind blowing to me that I can tell. Uh, a computer literally like I want something to do this and they're like how do you want them to behave so I think there is an there is the aspect of um, you can build something that's not only sourcing from a large volume of information that's available in a very quick way but you can customize it and when we say customize you can upload your own um, documentation things that you may be following things they might that you may have done you can tell the, the bot, you know, be very upfront and direct when people ask or be very warm or ask the person what type of tone it is. So I think it, it just ends up being like to my earlier point now that I'm reflecting, it's like the, the hundred, hundred perfect or different friends that you wanted. You can just kind of like make it and you can see how you react to it. Um, so I think that was very unique in the sense where the ability, which I didn't see coming, to be honest, either like AI or an umbrella, we understand there's a lot of use cases and there's a lot of things going on. We've used ChatGPT on and off, at least myself, over the last few months. But the fact that you can just build and the, the, the part that was mind blowing is your imagination, at least for me, I just couldn't contain it because it was like, oh, I wanted to do this. Now, what if it could do that? Like any of your what ifs? you can almost try to solve for without knowing any like technology. You don't have to be a programmer. You don't have to code. We could be talking. I'm sure, I don't even know if this exists. Um, is there a way to just voice into chat GPT? Yeah. Like, can you, you can do a voice note yeah, you or something voice. Like that. Um, so We could be talking about it and it would spit out a bot and we could start like testing it. So I think the fact that you can just do it with no technical knowledge um, in a conversational medium and then personalize it to how you would respond or you would want them to respond to the recipient on the other end. 
is is just it just feels like all of a sudden like we have power or at least I I felt very powerful. Um, and I felt like I had 20, 10 friends um, in one night. So clearly I have, you know, separate issues, which we'll keep for another day. But... I mean, that's a lot of serotonin <laughs> right there, right? Like power, friendship, uh, you know. Yeah, that's I'm, a dopamine, like all of you know. going to catch this. It's going to be like, oh, we need, to, we need to tweak our marketing a little bit to, uh, <laughs> to get this. Look, I, I think, and I, and I get everything you're saying. I think until you've actually used it uh, and built a GPT and then interacted with that GPT, you know, you might be listening to this and being like, I don't get it. Like once you've done that, it, 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 it recalibrates everything. And like, you know, I, I began thinking, I want to like shift to use cases for a minute because yeah. I think, um, you know, chat GPT, the, the way, for those of you that have used kind of, you know, core chat GPT, um, since it came out, you know, generally the, the best practices of using it is prompting, right? So you have to kind of prompt, mm -hmm the chat in that particular conversation around what it's going to be doing and what you expect from it. So like, you know, you are a world-class researcher who is known for creating amazing um, biographies on um, figures in business. I want you to create a biography on, you know, the CEO that I'm going to have a meeting with, right? Like that's a practical example uh, of a use case. But I think when you use it now, you know, I, I started playing with it. So we both created a few over the weekend uh, yep. and I'll kind of open with mine. Like I started by creating uh, an event, um, you know, co-pilot basically for HR events. Like, and I wanted to program it with, you know, all the events I knew of. Um, shout out to Hung Lee. He curates an amazing uh, recruiting brain food, big list of events. I fed it that. I fed nice. it other kind of events that I'm, I'm familiar with. Um, and then I gave it some logic around what to recommend it, recommend and what to ask users. So, you know, ask, you know, in order to be a targeted recommendation for an event, you need to know, like, what do you want to learn? What locations yeah. are you open to? What's your budget? Right. Yeah. Uh, all these kinds of things that will help it give a more targeted set of recommendations. And then I started playing around with queries and I was blown away with how spot on it was. So I said, okay, events are cool, but like, what's more useful? And so I said, okay, yeah. let me actually build a GPT that HR leaders can use to like understand in their process and their HR kind of process stack where they can use automations and basically yeah. build GPTs to bring more efficiency to the work. So like the meta GPT, you know, yeah. and then that works. So I was like, okay, this is more interesting. Like, let me create another one. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, I'm saying you just keep peeling that onion and you just keep going into it. Well, that's the thing is like you, you, you like you can do cool, fun things, but you can do super practical things. Like the third one was um, help HR leaders align their talent strategy with the business strategy. Right. Because obviously we want to have that impact as business leaders and, you know, we need that capability to do so. And so this is now a guided co-pilot, a guided chatbot that will is programmed specifically to do that. So. Yep. And again, this is like literally hours on both of our ends tinkering, yeah. right? The, the the possibilities are endless. But let's actually talk a little bit about the risks, right? Because I think you and I are both tech geeks and we get excited yeah. about stuff like this. But, um, you know, it's easy to get blinded by excitement and perhaps with that lose sight of the perhaps challenges or risks. So um, bring us back down to earth, man. Like what are what are the things that we should be kind of concerned about or, or at least mindful of as we're using this tech? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that I think we need to really think through is when the imagination goes wild and you do get it to do a lot, you, you aren't possibly or potentially thinking of all the use cases 
um, that you can tell the bot don't react to this, right? Because you can tell the chat GPT like, don't do not do this scenario, don't react to this or, or go in a specific, what to avoid. You can tell the GPT yeah. that. But you have to really like think of everything that you can avoid and that's almost hard to bound. Um, so I think it's going to be really interesting, especially as we play more with these. I've tried for the ones I created, like I started like just typing profanity into one. One of my bots is like for you to like convert your raging thoughts of frustration into polite emails so you can send it to your boss or your peer so that you can actually turn it into productivity. And I've uploaded all these Zen um, scriptures, which I follow. So it also has mindfulness. So it calms you down, saves your job, helps you improve productivity and potentially saves HR burden down the line. Please, please tell me you called that like, before you click send. What's that? <laughs> please tell me you called that GPT before you click send. <laughs> I I used it probably 30 times right before I, and I was and I tried all sorts of combinations. So I guess to your point, the risks are um, too in terms of you know how you know is the efficacy how how much can you contain the efficacy through guardrails through your own programming because we're all learning. And then I think the second risk is as there's wide adoption through the through the community and through the workforce is making sure that you're using it right. My 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 thought process is still that this is not going to replace humans completely. There, There is a, con, um, maybe the word I'm looking for is, I would say instead of artificial intelligence, it's almost combined intelligence. So there will be a human-centric aspect to the, the bot that you build. Either it's a sanity check or a gut check or an instinct before it does everything end-to-end -end in some use cases. In some use cases like automation, you don't even need the human mind. You're doing it because you need manpower. Those can be automated. So there's a little bit of, I think where is that human in the loop um, that you want to have um, do some level of checks? So how and then how do you build the right guardrail? So I don't know to be honest. I think there are risks. That, that's a very valid point on calling out. And I think one of the things when I realized on Saturday that I wasn't the only one that was you know in in my own one room doing having fun, um, I realized the community is 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 going to be so powerful in this. Right, like learning about, you know, even just people focused GPTs. That's kind of what I posted on LinkedIn. And I want to start a community of just everyone that's building great people GPTs, as I call it, PGPTs, and help us understand. I think it was you, if I remember right, um, at some point in my crazy week, telling me like you you learned that you you can actually warn, speaking of risks, you can actually tell your GPT not to share all your programming um, um, uh, variables with other people if they ask for it because it will just spit it out yeah right like I, di I didn't even know I didn't even think of that like that's an example of like you know a, a risk whichever way you look at it where you're building something and someone else is just asking for everything you build and again there's not, nothing no, it's not necessarily wrong um, but you have to be aware of it so there's just I think uh the risks are still to be known that is the risk itself that we have to figure out the risks yeah. I guess is one way yeah. to put it um, but I'm just so um, excited about the community and I'm more excited about um, just the people function. Um, you know, a lot of times like you and me are fairly tech geeks. I was an engineer in college and that's why I felt like this was like 25 years back. I used to build transformers in college. That was my specialty, electrical engineering. And here I am, the T and GPT is like full circle 20, 24 <laughs> years later, right? It's, it's kind of crazy. Um, but what I what I do want to do, and I think the reason why this riff is fun for us to do as well, is 
help people understand that this this is actually really easy like get immersed in it because until you get immersed in it you can't really explain it um, really well you can't digest it and each one will figure out their own unique use case that I've probably not thought of or you've not thought of and collectively um, there we go like we have like a collection of use cases and I don't know the there's so much you know from my perspective optimism for the future um, recognizing the risks because I don't know, I, again, I, I can't remember if it, was, if it was you. I know we've geeked out a lot about it. That's why I keep referencing. I don't know if it was you. But someone was, I was talking to someone about, like, can we have our GPTs talk to each other and string yeah. it into, like, you know, like an orchestrated GPTs. So anyways, I think there's a lot here. There's risks that we don't know. So we have to be cognizant of. And we just got to, you know, proceed with caution, but don't hold back out of fear. Yeah, look, maybe our next uh, riff will be uh, our GPTs talking to each other. Uh, no. You never know. I don't know. We, we, <laughs> might, we might get some crazy stuff. <laughs> I don't know if we want to air that. Yeah. Um, I want to I come back here on a community, but I want to just kind of stay with the theme of, of risks. Uh, we're just a couple yeah. threads for, for viewers to think about. You know, one, um, you know, just from a, a legal perspective, right? This is moving so fast. Uh, yeah. the, the laws, regulations, compliance, et cetera, is nowhere near... Uh, where we are in terms of what we're building. And there's a whole uh, series of issues, which has already already come out um, with some lawsuits uh, around like intellectual property um, from you know, artists and comedians and authors. And, and um, you know, what does it mean for, for content to be in the public domain and then scooped up and spit out as an original idea when it's not? And, and so you know, because of the nature of LLMs trained on public data, it is all trained on public data. It did not yeah. generate any of those ideas. It did not generate any of that um, you know, IP that it's been trained on. So I think that that is something to, to consider. And But again, we're not there yet, but I think we yeah. will be at some point. I wouldn't let that hold you back, but just be mindful that's coming. The other piece that I, wanna, that I was kind of thinking about as you started to see just how quickly these GPTs were hitting the market is, you know, what you don't see, especially if you're not, um, you know, savvy to like how these things are built, you don't see the guts, so to mm -hmm. speak, right? Of like how a GPT was designed. And so you might see a GPT in a marketplace and you'll see the title of it. You'll see a little avatar and you'll see a brief like one sentence description. And you might say, hey, that sounds awesome. I need yeah. exactly that. Uh, and then you start using it and the results kind of aren't maybe what you thought they would be, or maybe they're way off. And, you know, the challenge is, and I think this will, you know, kind of come back to your community piece, which will be a nice segue is knowing that it was built from trusted domain experts, mm -hmm. I think will also be important because I think, you know, it, I, I've got a newsletter that's coming out, uh, you know, this week and in, it, I talk about the importance for HR to kind of take the reins on this. Mm -hmm and actually have a direct uh, role in shaping the future of how these are used in HR and recruiting. So it's the GPTs for HR, by HR, programmed in a hopefully kind of open and transparent way so that we understand like how it's designed, um, mm -hmm. what information and data sets uh, it was trained on, and that that will help shape the information. Because without that, look, and I'm sure this is happening right now, you've got people in a basement somewhere just cranking out GPT after GPT after GPT. And yeah. some of them are going to sound great, right? Like you yeah. could go to chat GPT and say, build a list of 100 GPTs that yeah. HR would find desirable and, and, and then go and just build those with no like logic of what it means yeah. to do 
performance reviews or to generate a global talent strategy or any of that. It doesn't matter. You're just going to feed in some basic stuff, put it out in the market. And then if you're not a savvy consumer, you yeah. may just see that and be like, hey, that's that seems like that would be I'm valuable sorry. for me. Or, or at worst, when the market opens, pay money for that and realize that it's not actually additive and it's not helping you in the way. So I want to come back to you on the kind of your yep. vision for the the people GPT community that you're building and maybe how that might solve um, that. Because I know you've got a space for people who are interested in learning more. You've got yeah. a space for actual creators as well yeah. where they can collaborate and share yeah. notes and share ideas. So um, let's kind yeah, of ride out on that, on that story. Yeah, the whole idea sparked from just like, I hate having fun alone um, in terms of I was sitting all night for two nights. Like, and this again, you know, ironically goes back to why I did not do engineering as a profession. I studied engineering, but I didn't enjoy sitting in a lab and building machines by myself. So I wanted yeah. to be around people. So it sparked from that. And then over the years, you know, learned that the community in this regards is, can help each other um, think through and problem solve on things that may be technical in nature, but also things like ethics and how do we how do we use like your your just our own riff like the thoughts you put out like I'm I'm like no they make sense but I didn't think of them right necessarily yeah. so the idea is the community what I'm thinking is um, one is just to have a place where we can share um, and we can riff collectively riff for lack of better words. Um, and I'm thinking of it more in terms of builders and explorers. Um, so builders, anyone who wants to build a GPT or learn how to build one and ask questions, maybe we teach each other how we're doing, what, how we're connecting different pieces of content, what we're working on. And then explorers are more the idea that I want to share this with the people community to your point, because we can really be at the forefront of this, not only for HR, but our role as business partners is helping the organizations understand how they will be using it in their functions and how that will impact their org structures, their productivity, the way they, the ways of working. So we have a dual role, right? Like we have a dual role internal to HR and then to the rest of the organization. And at least from my perspective, I think typically when these are more technology driven, um, HR tends to be at a lag because of the fact that it's not the 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 comfort zone right for lack of better words and this is you know a bit of a digress but similar to the airbnb live and work anywhere program when we created that program and, and figure out the intricacies and com complexities the whole reason i wanted to share with the world and i would go to hr conferences talking about it was so that hr can understand people leaders can understand that it's really not that complex here's how each of us have solved it we can help each other and we hold the keys we hold the keys to how the rest of the organization can function in this case, do it with ethics or figure it out together because it's moving so quick um, that just you know, a week from today or even tomorrow, we'll, we'll probably thinking through something else. So the idea is for folks to join the community, be a community that's driven by everyone as part of it, um, share knowledge, learn and drive adoption of what we're doing and collectively uh, move the function um, or kind of share with the function what we're doing. Yeah. Look, I can't remember if you shared this. So yep. if you already did, we get to hear it twice. That's great. Where can people find this? If people want to join this community, uh, how can they yeah. find it online? So the easiest way to find it is it's on the website called The PGPT. So T-H-E-E, -E, sorry, T-H-E, The PGPT, People GPT. So just go to thepgpt.com or maybe you can put it in your newsletter because um, I'm sure a lot of folks will find it there too. 
um, but or just hit me up on LinkedIn and I will share it as well there once it's out. It's supposed to go live later this week. Um, I just need to get a little bit more sleep and I'll get it done. <laughs> well, you'll get there. And please tell or me. Or maybe, uh, I don't know, can I get the GPT to just create the whole website for me and publish it? I don't know. I don't know if we're there yet. I mean, I don't know how far <laughs> away. I don't think we're there yet. But I mean, that that's the thing. I mean, actually, it's, a, it's an interesting use case you talk about because one of the potentials of GPT is like we, we talk a lot about um, automation and we're not there yet, but yeah. we may be there soon because one of the things that GPT is in GPT is in a roadmap will actually allow them to connect to third parties and That's do multi-stage actions in which case it could be like, yeah. The web. Like, I, I don't, I mean, again, like, it, it, that's it, the cool part about this is like, I, no one knows where this is going to go. No, no one knows how this is going to evolve. It is going to be some really cool shit and yeah. some terrifying shit also. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say like a funny use case that made me go through like a spectrum of emotion in the period of like five minutes. <laughs> what I, I shared on LinkedIn when, when OpenAI announced this. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was like, oh, this is going to be uh, unbelievable for HR. There's going to be so many possibilities, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, one of my uh, LinkedIn connections, um, went and built a, uh, a Lars GPT, basically a GPT that was kind of trained on me to give advice. And it was like, oh, wow. he called it like, I forget what it was. And at first I was like, Hey, that's really cool. Then I was like, Hey, that's really scary. And I was like, well, Hey, that's probably more cool than scary. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. What like my mind started going all these directions. I'm like, well, what if somebody was like malicious and they created like that's one to be a complete asshole. Yeah. It said like it was you, and it was like you're engaging. You're like, hey, cool! I get to learn from yeah. Q. I'm gonna get a Q-tip, and uh, and it's like you know, it's, piss yeah. off. You suck. You should leave the field. And you're like, wait a minute, Q. What, what have you done to me? Happened? So it's, that's the thing. Is like, it's yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say it's ironic, and obviously my mind's all over the places, and you know, as you can tell. But it's ironic when you think about it. A year ago, the world was all about Web three and blockchain, which still exists. I'm not saying it's not. But NFTs. the whole idea there was, on, NFTs. was yeah, and NFTs. Yeah. But the whole blockchain Web three, which I was deep into that rabbit hole at one point too, was the fact that everything is transparently there. You can't see a transaction that's not happened on the blockchain. You bring it out here, and you know I'm thinking out loud here, but it's almost the inverse. Like you can't see the nuts and bolts to what you just said, yeah. but you can see the output. So it, it's it's kind of weird the contrast. That's all I wanted to call out. From like you could see everything to now you can't really see the nuts and bolts, but trust it. And how do you you know how do you trust that? So yeah, I um, mean it, it's it's interesting. Like even the the demo that Sam Altman gave the like GPT created yep. in his video demo, which you know you can Google that and check it out. Yep. But he created one that basically he said you know. I'm, I'm often, you know, used to be at Y Combinator, so I'm often getting questions from founders about, you know, business strategy, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And like in a few minutes, he programmed the GPT. He uploaded, I think, uh, a few of his talks, which you can mm -hmm. also do. It's not just trained on the web. You can upload files with yep. data and content. Um, and so he uploaded some of his talks and basically created a GPT to be him giving advice to founders. And I'm just like, you know, that's interesting. But again, like getting into this wild west of like yeah. IP and legal, like who's to say, you know, Q does that and creates uh, yeah. a Sam Altman, uh, you know, GPT. And, you know, yeah. now it's like, well, wait a minute, like you're creating one that's trained on my work and my IP and ideas. And like, yeah. how, like, is it 
It's crazy. And then is it unethical? Know, like I like I don't I don't I don't know. Like I think I, know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you, you you mentioned that you can use voice to create GPTs that I haven't explored yet, but imagine if your GPT can respond in voices as well. Like my Alexa can talk in five different voices if I yeah. tell it to, like depending on who it is. So the the boundaries are pretty crazy. Like imagine con- conversing with the bot via voice both ways. Like I don't see why that's not in the near future. Yeah. I mean, I uh, so I'm going to take that a step further. You know, imagine you're in a meeting. Gonna come and, scratch your back. No, uh, well, no, like, you're like, let's just say like you're in a Zoom meeting, right? Yeah. And you, you've invited your custom GPT co-pilot yeah. to join the meeting who's listening. And, you know, maybe they're programmed to only respond when you ask questions. Right. You know, but maybe it might be somebody who say like, oh, maybe we should enter this market in, um, you know, Indonesia. And you can yeah. say... Like, hey, GPT, like how many PhDs are there in Indonesia? And like yeah. instantly, boom, hey, there are you know, XX. Yeah. Like that sounds like science fiction. It's not like it's that. Not. I mean, I think we'll see that capability in 2024. Yeah, yeah. I think it's obviously time will tell, but where this goes in three years, one year, five years in terms of the function of HR, the, the workforce models, right? Like I think in, in, I'm convinced that we will be able to do more with less. But oh, what does sure. that really mean, right? Like when the calculator came out, folks were doing, you know, adding and subtracting manually. So they saved time with the calculator, but that doesn't mean they didn't have something else to do. We as humans figured out what was the next thing to do and how do we advance it. So this is just at pretty pretty quick speed. Um, and as you can tell for both of us, super exciting um, and just feels like something I was waiting for, but I didn't know it was coming. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think, for, you know, on my end, like the parting thought, especially for all of you that are, you know, watching or listening, in the field of HR, like there's a lot of things that we do that, you know, we as, as you know, r- roles across the board are not going to just be replaced by generative yep. AI. Uh, yep. Functions of our roles will. And yep. again, I think it was uh, Professor Scott Galloway said, you know, um, generative AI isn't going to take your jobs. Humans using generative AI will. And I think, yep. you know, my, my kind of call to action for all of you out there is like, you know, if you're not technically inclined, all of this may be scary. It's moving at lightning speed, even for people like us who are technologists. So we do pay attention to this stuff. Um, But I implore you, make time, take like an hour out of your schedule a week and read articles, tinker with these tools. Um, These are the future. They're not going away. And the sooner you learn how to begin to understand and deploy and use these, um, the, the more secure in your career you'll be, but also the more capable you'll be when you'll be able to, you know, leverage tools like this to impact your own, uh, you know, yeah. impact and, and role. So Q, take us home, man. Final thoughts. Yeah. Final thoughts. Like, don't be afraid. Dive in, reach out to a community, either any community, any friend that you know, or just go and look for it and, and start typing something and you will, you will be amazed. So don't, don't be afraid. Dive in. And remember, as people professionals, you're not just doing it for yourself, you're doing it for the impact that you can drive, which is multiplied in any organization you are. Um, so it's not it's it's to help you, but to help the entire organization that you're supporting as well. So it's amplified. So don't be scared, jump in, and you will be fine. Dropping in, you're slipping in the amplifier there. I, even, I, I like that, I like that. That was, uh, you know, the subtle, oh, subtle, that's... I appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, Man, my mind is all over. Thanks for coming. Me, Thanks it's for not like a sleep, brother, but I'll, I'll take it. It worked out in my favor this time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, hopefully next time we'll be back. We'll be back with our pal, AJ. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be back on this topic because, again, we're week one. 
of these yeah. things being public. So um, you know, we'll, we'll check back on this. I think we'll reconvene at some point in Q1 to see where we are and what we've built. Um, but yeah. in the meantime, we're out. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Redefining Work. For more information on the podcast, past episodes, future guests, and more, be sure to check out AmplifiedTalent.com slash Redefining-Work. And if you dig this podcast, I strongly encourage you to share it with your CEO, leadership team, and friends to help others discover it. And if you really dig this podcast, I'd love for you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and be sure to share it with your friends. We'll see you next episode.